Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Delta Green tabletop role-playing game rules by Art Dream Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Listeners should know that this podcast will include mature themes and scenes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, military organizations, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living, dead, or redacted, is completely coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your handler. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your handler this evening, Michael Diamond, and we are back with the misadventures or adventures of Ocel in the mid-90s as we are getting back to our case in Red Hook. And so at the top of the show, as we like to do, we like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. You can check out what we have to offer on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We are literally giving hardcover books away and shipping them to places like Australia. So uh, there's always a chance for you to be a subscriber over there and win. And I think that with the propers out of the way, I'm going to let the agents begin their introductions. So to my right. Hey, it's me, Miranda, and I play Dr. Aaron Weber, the chemist. And we're probably going to have to be a little more efficient than usual if we're going to get this solved in nine days. Yeah, the clock does appear to be ticking, Dr. Weber, on more than just um, one part of your life. To Dr. Weber's right. Hi, I'm your friend Nate, and I'm playing Elliot Winters, special agent for the U.S. Department of State. I feel like I'm moving from Bob Seger to Credence Clearwater because, friends, I feel a bad moon rising. You know, I'm just going to let that pun exist here in the space between us and move to the agent at your right. Hi, this is Allie, and I play Agent Joanne Hart, and I don't know where these kids are, but I'm going to fuck up whoever took them. I think that's a reasonable life goal, at least a short-term life goal. I mean, at some point, if you deal with these kids, perhaps you can find your sister. Uh, And last, most certainly not least. Hi, my name is Tegan, and I'm playing Brett Hawking of the NCIS. And I'm just happy to be here. And by that, I mean, I can't believe I'm with these people again. Yep. Yep. These three people plus you make four... And uh, that should spell all sorts of wonderful aromas, uh, perhaps uh, gas fires, alcohol. You haven't seen any spare dentures, but they're sure to show up at some point. It's just going to be great. I can't wait for you to get into um, get your teeth into this one. And so we're going to raise the curtain tonight on a new day in our investigation. We're going to tick our little box here that says that there's roughly nine days until the solar eclipse. And that might be a little concerning because so far, our agents have a handful of missing children and bupkis. So I invite them to tell me, their handler, what they'll be doing, where they'll be going, and how they'll be attempting to accomplish their task. I guess since I'm top top of the order, I'll talk first. So me and Hawking, Brett, Young Buck are going to be checking out the construction company, I believe, and their workers doing a little bit of maybe background investigation on them, 
see if, if they are in any way tied to what's going on with the disappearance of these kids because it has to be still haven't quite nailed down it's tied to the mansion house certainly um, reasonable uh, idea my question for the two of you is where are you going to do the research at are you going to attempt to do it at a library or are you going to do it at a public records office are you going to attempt to utilize some federal facility I think Hawking might have a little more of a lead on that than I do. Possibly. I do. I have my trusty laptop. It is like an inch and a half thick. Yes, it's it's not the Library of Congress, though. So if you choose to go on the World Wide Web, where would you be doing those searches at? Ask Jeeves, Lycos, Alta Vista... Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, but there's also like federal resources, right? Can I get into federal databases through like some sort of credentials? I'm certain you can attempt to get into a federal database. I, I'm sure that accessing a federal database is, is somewhat easier for you in, in the district that you're from. You have connectivity down in, in Norfolk, obviously. So you might be able to subvert a local New York City reference. But I wonder if maybe Dr. Weber might get a little bit of agita maybe when she sees you accessing federal sites because it's sort of a traumatic event that started her entire bit life in this specific subfield that started with her hacking into things. Oh, that's completely reasonable. But I might imagine that I would start at the top and then I would check state and then local resources. And that's how I would go about it. Okay. So I suppose we'll take a look here at... Brett's computer skill. Wait, 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 what about just bureaucracy? Oh, well, right, but you're talking about accessing a site which you don't normally have access to, which would be governed by the computer science skill, likely. Oh, but your bureaucracy is 40. I'll give this to you. It'll take you a little bit of extra time. I won't make you roll because your bureaucracy is 40. It's high enough. But it does take you a little bit of time to get the information that you're looking for. With a computer science of 60, I feel like it hurts me to watch Brett do some of these things. Oh, 100%. Not just flashback, but it's like I'm saying, no, just Brett, if you just click there, no, uh, scroll that scroll over. No, oh, dude, too far back, back, back the other way. Yeah, it's, um, nope, it's, it's just, it's in the bottom left. Nope, not there. And it's a, it's a lot of that. Well, it's the, they got a little tiny mouse. They put a little mouse between like the G and the H on the keyboard. The, it's like a little pencil eraser. My hands are sweaty and twitching because I just want to like t- take it away from him and, and, and <laughs> do the work instead. You finally do get connected to the uh, database you need. It does take a little bit of assistance from Dr. Weber, who, well, she just she has the stamina to continue to assist you with this task. Zenov Construction, which is the construction company that evidently has won the bid several years ago for the Garrison remodel. They're owned by uh, Lucinda Cornwall. It's like she's white female in her 60s. It's run by her son-in-law, Michael Croft. Again, with a little bit of research, white male, late 30s. It's built dozens of projects all over New York and Massachusetts. They have had some run-ins with uh, the state due to permits and other mundane things. 
But that said, from everything you can compile here, there's nothing untoward about them. The business has a decent reputation and they have reasonable write-ups and reviews in some trade papers as well. Brett, is there like a, can you find like a, a company record or contact list so we can maybe look into some of the people that work there or? I mean, I can pull up uh, whatever they filed federally, like with their taxes and stuff, like their, their owner is going to be in here. Like, you know, like we found. Could we reach out to them pretending to be someone from the state and that we need to do a file review? And so we're going to need the names of everyone that's working on this job. Yeah, and I reach under the desk and I just pull out this like three inch thick yellow pages and slam it on the table. And I go, okay, well, yeah, I mean, we have the name of the company and I start flipping towards it to see to find their ad in here. Yeah, there's a a listing for them. They don't have an ad per se, like a big like yellow pages ad for the construction company, but they are listed. And you would notice that the typeface of their name is in bold so they paid for that i i have i have forgotten that you could do that you indeed you can if you want to look dig in and get into deeper as far as who's actually working on the project that is 100 percent a computer sciences role that is what i would like to do are you just going to push me out of the way yeah pretty much yeah do it and then I shove the bags of chips and whatever drinks off the desk to to clear some space so that I can work. Uh, so yes, I would like to attempt to look to see if I can find gain access to the names of any individuals that work for the company, particularly that may be working on this job. Okay, so your computer science is sixty. Yeah, I won't make you roll for it. That's that's way high enough. Be careful. That's my attribution in there. I don't want you to whatever you do in there. They're gonna think it's me. So you get a basic list. You're able to bring up a list of the people who work for them on certain projects in the New York City area. Um, You get full name, associated addresses, and criminal histories on them. Ooh, any criminal histories stand out? Though these culty people are are sometimes on the up and up because they got the money. But still, uh, maybe cronies, lackeys. They got any, any, any records on any of them? Readily speaking, you don't see any criminal histories listed here. Okay. So it looks like Bloomfield, this Edward Bloomfield person, is the owner general contractor that is working under Zenov Construction. So it's listed here in the uh, records that you access, Dr. Weber, that from what you specifically pull up, Bloomfield runs a company called Bloomfield Construction. And it looks like they were contracted by Zenov Construction to do the work. Not uncommon for one construction company to subcontract another. And so you pull up that information. Huh. It looks like uh, looks like we got ourselves a list here talking. And they all uh, just the, the information I've gotten, they all they all seem clean, but like I said, uh, you know, these folks might be on the up and up and just haven't been caught yet. Yeah, it's not unusual for 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 these subcontractors to have subcontractors down. You know, they don't all always own the same equipment. My brother does this in AV work. They'll just all, it's like nesting turtles. Wait, nesting turtles? Hawking, you do see a little line under one of the names, this Devin Trent Molly. And after, of course, goading Dr. Weber to push that link or button, because you're just so super excited to see what it means. It seems that Devin is a dual citizen. He's also a citizen of the United Kingdom. 
Oh, but that does stand out. If he's from like a hoity-toity family that has like dual citizenship, you know, in order to get the perks of both, what is he doing working in construction? Oh, exactly. You, you don't find any um, criminal records on him. Everybody seems to be pretty clean. Yeah. I don't trust it, though. Well, you know, if that's the only one, regardless of how benign it seems, that is the only one that has something that sticks out from the others. So perhaps that's where we start. Okay. Yeah, let's go check them out. So I'm going to move camera here to um, Winters and Agent Hart. Your plan to, today was to stop down and, and check out the actual Garrison Mansion. Yeah, that is the plan. How'd you like to go about doing that? Well, first and foremost, we had found out that there were tunnels underneath the mansion. Hey, Winters, should we go to City Records and see if we can find like a system of the sewers underneath or the like electrical stuff that goes under? and see if there's a way that goes from all of the locations where the kid's missing that empties out into the tunnels and like where on the map that specifically is because a mansion's going to be pretty big and I don't know about you, but I don't think I know exactly where these tunnels are. Well, I guess we got two choices. We can go down to that mansion. We can try and tromp around these tunnels or option two, go see if we can find some nice clean papers that actually document these tunnels. I don't know about our chances for success, but I do like that as a better option for this morning adventure. So maybe we try that first. We could also, I think you had said too, maybe we could see if there was a pattern or a system connecting these sites with, with the sewer system. So if there if there is some kind of sewer system map, I never run into such a thing. If there's some sort of sewer system map, yeah, I like I like that idea a lot. That's much cleaner. Let's go to City Hall, see if the clerk has any information for us. Great idea. Okay. So between the two of you, um, bureaucracy-wise, I assume that both of you have probably a little. I have 60. I am a seasoned bureaucrat. And 70 computer science if they make me look up my own information. I won't uh, force your role given the percentages in play here. It doesn't take you terribly long with the clerk. To get things sorted. City Hall is, and especially some of these clerks, Agent Winters, that you're familiar with half of these people. You've had to deal with them before and several different investigations in your career. Once you talk about looking into the Garrison Mansion, especially into its history, there's an, an older gentleman who's happy to tell you that there's all sorts of different records of this building and different drawings of it, but he's never seen any tunnels. He knows that at one point they existed, but word was that in the late 20s or early 30s, they got filled back in because of all sorts of different issues the city had with uh, drainage and flooding and sewers. The city forced them to push them closed, to close them all up. Hmm. Now, sir, you wouldn't happen to have maybe inspection records or something that might detail who confirmed that work was complete? Maybe some permits that was pulled. And and you know what? This reminds me too. Agent Hart, we, we know that there's some active construction. Do you have plans on file, perhaps, of this new construction? Maybe we can get some copies of these blueprints of the new construction. I, I certainly can, can assist you with a detailed record of what they're building now. 
and I can get you some rough drawings of what was previously there to my knowledge. The garrison building's a famous building, you know, it's, it's an old federal style mansion, but it was built back before 1850. And so some of those original plans just don't exist. I can get you some rough drawings of uh, some of the floor plans, but nothing like we would create today, right? Not traditional blueprints. For the new construction, I can get you the list, but if you want to get an actual roll of print plan, you'd have to speak with you know, the construction company that's working the the site now. They've been at it for a little while. Yeah, so they didn't file anything with the city for that construction. An old timer, uh, this might be a weird question. Um, you got any, you heard any, uh, we've heard some sort of interesting stories about the Garrison Mansion, if you take my, take my meaning. You, uh, hear any interesting stories some of the stuff that might be uh a little bit more juicy a little bit more spooky yeah well it has a history right so we keep a hot catalog i like to say of some of the more stranger elements that uh, come around here in, in in new york city especially when it comes to fall everybody's battering down our doors trying to find the spookiest places in new york city there are very few places in New York City that are stranger than Red Hook. Very few. I hear you. I hear you on that. So I know that um, the Garrison Mansion was originally the Suyadam Garrison Mansion. And I also know that Mr. Suyadam and his uh, lovely, much younger bride were killed on a, a pleasure cruise or something like that years and years and years ago. And I also know that Robert was supposedly involved in a bunch of weird, strange, revivalist church stuff. He was a part of all sorts of real strange groups. He was a part of uh, different lodges. It wasn't uncommon for men in the, in the early 20th century to be a part of different uh, organizations and groups. It looked good on uh, a resume or looked good when you went to court someone to know that you were an upstanding member of this association and you were a card-carrying member of this association. All that stuff used to play real, real well to, um, you know, the father of some daughter that you were looking to take out for a, a dance somewhere. Sweet Dan was totally different, though. He marries super late in life. He is the most uneligible bachelor you can possibly imagine at that age. But whoever this lady is, she signs right up for it. And it isn't long after that that they're killed. And then the police went into their mansion and started rooting around in there and finding all sorts of weird stuff. Really, really weird stuff. They raid the place and evidently rumor has it there was a police detective that had been captured down beneath that house. They tied him up to the wall. They had stripped him of all his clothes. And he came out of there just absolutely loonier than a lark, but he was covered with all these weird symbols all over his body. They think Robert captured this fella, or they didn't know who captured this fella. Like, did both Robert and the mistress die in this boat, or did just the women die in this boat? No, no, no. They, they, they raided the mansion after Robert was dead. He dies in 25 along with his wife, and they come afterwards. This feller was already down there from beforehand. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that police detective said that he had been down there 
since the winter previously, which means, which means that Robert and his wife captured this cop, did a bunch of weird shit to him, tied him up and went left on a vacation. Oh, Lord have mercy. All kinds, all kinds. I, I should not be surprised, but oh, every story I hear every single day, I, my mind is opened in ways that I would prefer it to stay shut, if you know what I mean, old timer. If you go to the public library, I bet you could find an old paper from 25 that would talk all about how they'd found bunches of real strange stuff beneath that house. But it it all gets buried in the news eventually. People forget. Time moves on. I mean, there's all sorts of just stuff like that all over the city where something happens, people forget about it. Well, I do appreciate the story and, and you opening up your lookbook for us. Oh, let me give you that list. He turns around. He comes back a few minutes later with a list of, from the ground floor to the first floor, a list of what is expected to have gone in or to be going in to this apartment renovation, right? So it's a mansion. That's the key thing to remember. The garrison place is a mansion, but it's being converted into condominiums. And so basically they're taking and cutting it up like little pieces of pie. And so he provides you with a fairly extensive, and I would say modern, list of what is where and what is expected to be when it is completed. What's got you interested in this, if I can ask? Well, now you've been so forthcoming. I, I guess I'll just lay it out to you as well. We're we're investigating these these children that have uh, gone missing last last couple few weeks and we're we're trying to put together maybe some similarities in the case that uh, hasn't risen up to our local police force who's investigating the FBI who's investigating we're sort of a special a special unit that takes a look at things with fresh eyes and we are investigating the connection between maybe this mansion and maybe the water and maybe the hope that these kids have actually been kidnapped and are being held this story you just told about this police detective's got my wheel spinning. I, I, I tell you the truth. Maybe they're being held for some purpose, and we do have some time to find them. And the Garrettson Mansion just keeps showing up in uh, different places, and its history and all that. So we are, uh, we're hoping to save some children, sir. Well, I hope I've been helpful. I wish you both luck. And off we go. Okay. Heading to the Garrettson Mansion. It's definitely a construction zone in every shape and form of the word. There are work trucks. There are stacks of, I guess the best way to put it would be there's there's a construction trailer, a white trailer up that's outside where likely there are offices. By offices, I mean that in the crudest of sense. In the sense there's a desk, there's probably a filing cabinet inside and a bunch of blueprints everywhere. You can tell that there's a pretty well-worn dirt and uh, sand path that runs from parts of the construction site that's going on to the trailer back and forth. The trucks are arranged, the pickup trucks and stuff like that are arranged in specific spots. Uh, They seem to create almost like the, um, I guess almost like a wagon style space where they could have lunch in in between. Uh, There's a lot of hard hats. You don't hear a lot of heavy machinery. So you don't hear bobcats, you don't hear forklifts, that sort of thing. You hear the staccato rhythm of hammers, lumber, people calling out for things. There's a radio that is likely playing the Eagles. 
or something to that effect when you arrive. It looks like a busy, busy worksite. Agent Hart, I have to admit, whenever I come up on a building nowadays, I count the number of floors and then I check the elevator. I don't know if same thing happens to you. I ride the elevator as much as I can. I feel like it's safer than the stairs after. Ooh, after what went on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, Handler, this is a four-story building, as the plans indicate, or at least four stories under construction. That is correct. Looks like there's at least eight to maybe 12 people working here. I wonder if that McAllister building was built the way it was or if it became that way later. I mean, we didn't really spend a lot of time looking around for something that could have caused it. I mean, if what the clerk said is true about this police detective that was pulled out from the basement covered in symbols, was there maybe something at the McAllister that was similar that caused whatever almost fever dream, but all of us experienced it reality that we were in? We didn't look around, and I'm not really keen to find something similar here, but I'd rather find the kids, even if that means that Mm -hmm. things might go a little sideways. I hear you. I'm with you. I just wanted to find Abigail. That didn't happen. I check in on her uh, dad every few months just to see how he's doing. I don't talk to him. I don't let him know. I just check in. I don't want to add these three families to that list, so I'm with you. Let's... Let's maybe see if we can get some access into this place. Well, I mean, do we do we want to go about it the the smart way or the perhaps necessary way? Do we talk to the construction crew and try to get them to cooperate and maybe be sent off site or talk to whoever and come back with whatever? Or should we maybe take a look around and see if there's any place that was, you know, filled with concrete? down near, you know, the underside of where the mansion would be. You know, I do usually choose a more active, proactive approach to these matters, so maybe we can grab a hard hat and and take a little peek and maybe talk to some folks if we see any on our way, but try not to see any for this first look. What you think? No, I think that's wise. I also don't know if it's worth it for us to... No, you know, never mind. I don't think we should split up. I think we should stay together. We saw what splitting up did for us last time. We should stay a little spread out, though, probably. Like, stay within each other's sightline, but not wander together so close that it looks suspicious. So can, can I ask where you're having this conversation at? Is it, like, in the car? Yeah, I think it was in the car. We pulled up into view, mm-hmm. and that's in my head where I started... Yeah, me too. So I'm going to take off my like, my blazer because, you know, that's that's going to look real suspicious if I'm coming on site with my blazer. Can we get access to a hard hat without being noticed? Like, is there a pile of them just sitting nearby? No. You ever been to a construction site? No. <laughs> that's not the way that works. So a couple of things, just so you're aware, those of us who are OSHA... Tan and OSHA's thirty certified. You wouldn't want to let your hard hat out of sight. And that's because you're responsible for it. And you're responsible for its condition. So 
there are not going to be just hard hats just laying around. So your your walk up to the site would be to basically park on the street near the construction area and then walk onto the construction site, which of course is has a has a fence around the entire site. Yep. And then the construction tra- trailer inside the fence line. The fence is open right now because it's during working hours. Maybe we should start at the trailer because I got a feeling that this uh, construction site here, Agent Hart, is going to be a stickler for every sort of annoying rule that shows up on a construction site. It's just this this feeling in the air that I have. Well, that's probably true given that they're turning this mansion into condos, right? So if they're going to be putting that much work into it and like having to deconstruct and reconstruct parts of it, that makes sense. Okay. So you're going to walk onto the construction site minus your blazer, Agent Ward. Yes. Not minus my gun. Oh, okay. Good to know. Walking up to the trailer, you get there mostly without anyone noticing. Uh, It seems like most people are working. We'll say that it's about, by this time you get there, it's about 1030. So, Elliot, you're fairly certain that you're in that between break and lunch period currently and you get to the trailer and on the door of the trailer it says bloomfeld construction it looks like the handle uh the the doorknob on this has been worked a few times the door like has a, a bit of a ripple in it in the metal framing like it's probably been pushed or kicked or you know seen better days go up open the door walk in how y'all doing so you walk in to your left, uh, I should say, to your immediate center and right, there is a large desk. In the room here, this part of the trailer has no light on it. And you're a little bit dim in here. There are plans for different parts of the construction that seem to be laid out here. To your left, you have to walk about two or three feet and then it opens up to a real long section of the other half of the trailer where there is a desk, a light on, and... A gentleman with uh, brown hair, mid, he's probably late 40s, give or take, working with uh, a pad of paper. And then uh, he has a phone cradled up to his ear. The conversation you walk into is, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. We're, yes. Yes. We're working very hard to get it done. Okay. We're, we're still sorting out some of the issues with the with the piping over on the south portion, okay? Once we're set, I will let you know. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And the phone gets set down. In other words, the same conversation that's always being had in the trailer at a construction site. Yeah, absolutely. If this conversation hadn't echoed around the building four or five times in the walls in here, you'd be real surprised. Help, help you folks. Listen, if you hear about something about one of the units, they're not for sale just yet. Oh, no, no, sir, sir. I'm sorry. And I pull out my wallet and I flash my badge. Oh, Special Agent Winters, this is my uh, colleague, Special Agent Hart. We are here for a different reason. Hopefully be in and out of your hair. Don't want to cause any problem. I know how it is. Uh, I could hear that phone call and uh, don't want to add to your problems. But we have an active investigation and there's something we want to check out. It sounds like we might want to check out something that you are currently checking out, which is some of the lower level basement plumbing. 
we know that there was some work done to plug up some tunnels uh, ages ago as an active site. We're uh, interested in taking a look at that. This is related to those children that have been missing in the area. And we're hoping you can maybe walk us through, let us take a look uh, real quick and be out of your hair real real fast-like. But we're trying to, we're, we're under the clock, trying to get some information about these kids uh, as soon as possible. You know, first 72 hours is most critical and we're already past that with some of them. But we have some leads that might indicate that we have some uh, possible opportunities to help these kids. So I, that's an intentional information dump on this poor guy trying to overload the, you know, the kids, the kidnapping, you know, we're cops, we're police, he can help, etc. You um, see this gentleman give you a bit of a glazed look at the end. And he says, uh, I'm, I'm real sorry. He stands up. Who did, who did you say you were? Who are you with? I am Special Agent Elliot Winters. I'm with the U.S. Department of State, and I'm still holding my badge, and I hold it up a little bit. He, he walks over. Okay, so a Department of State. Uh, okay, uh, you said something about some kids? Yeah, so back earlier this year, there were some children who went missing, and they all went missing near, well, sewers. And we are concerned that maybe they didn't make it and maybe they have come down through the sewer system closer to this place and we're trying to give the family some closure. I work with the FBI and Agent Winters is a contact that I have up here and he's helping me out so that I can try to give these families some something that they haven't had. Well, listen, I'm real sorry to hear about that. I, I haven't seen any missing kids, if that's what you're asking. Uh, I mean, this place is a construction site. Hopefully there wouldn't be any sort of kids at it. And he seems to screw up his features a little bit. He gets a little closer to your badge, Elliot, and then sort of just nods and sort of puts his hand up. How old are these kids? The youngest one is seven months. Oh, shit. Ah. <sighs> Okay, um, that scratches that off my list. And sir, we don't think maybe, we don't think the kids are here necessarily. We think there might be some excess or egress that whoever took these kids might be using down here. Based on some old records that we've uncovered. So we wouldn't expect you to hear no crime babies here. No, we're, we're hoping to find where maybe they were taken to. So maybe if there's clothes that are left behind or toys that they were holding on to, stuff like that. All right. Yeah, I uh, I can put you in contact with uh, or, or, you know, we can talk to some people here. Some of my people see if they've seen anything or heard anything. There's a lot going on here, as you can possibly uh, imagine. You know? Understood, sir. Understood. We're not trying to get in your business and mess it up. We're just trying to get a little bit of our business squeezed in. On the edges, if it's possible. You know, what would be nice, you're from state or you're from, you're with the FBI, sort of points to you, Agent Hart. Could you maybe get the local in here a little bit to look around and see who's stealing all my fucking tools? You got, you got thefts going on on the site, sir. Shit. He exhales, like, a, a considerable amount. You can tell there's, there's a, a buildup of stress. It's either theft or it's vandalism. It's slowing a bunch of the shit down we're trying to get done here. And I have called the locals about it a ton of times. I set up my own alarms 
and the alarms will go off and fucking NYPD will not come out here until I am here. And I live on Long Island. So I can drive all the way in here for these stupid fucking alarms. And then NYPD won't do anything. They sit two blocks away smoking Marlboros and fucking drinking coffee until I show up. While tools are being fucking stolen, everything's just getting broke. All sorts of stuff's happening. It's not your business, but it's just, it's frustrating. I'm trying to finish a project. I get it. I get it. I understand in this collision of here's what the policy is and here's what the right thing is. They don't want to come on site when no one's there versus, yeah, it don't work. It don't work. You know what? I have a good friend in Red Hook on the, on the local police. He's He probably isn't this precinct, but he is close by. I will absolutely give him a call. We'll figure something out. Um, this is happening every night. Uh, not, 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 not every night, but it, it happens enough. It happens enough where it slows us down. I mean... He, he looks, he points over to the, the yellow pad on his desk and he says, if that thing is right, we're three months behind. You wouldn't happen to have written down when, like the dates that these things have been stolen or vandalized, would you? No, I mean, I could, I, I, I could get something like that together. I, I, I'll tell you what, sir, that'll help. That'll help me mobilize the police on this. We can get a, a good, if you can get me that, uh, last few months or whatever, you know, here's the dates or whatever that, that shows me a pattern. And that pattern means there might not just be some, some drunk that comes out and steals some good snap on, but actually some mobilized gang activity. And that nothing like gang activity or the hint of it to get the local NYPD all interested all of a sudden. But yeah, we'll, yeah, I'll help you out. You help us out. We'll help you out. Quid pro quo. The trailer door opens. You see a uh, African-American gentleman walk in. And he says, uh, we're just uh, getting get lunch orders around. You want anything? You see Bloomfeld sort of motion him over. Maxie, come here. Come here. And uh, you see uh, this African-American gentleman walks over. At least you're fairly certain he's African-American. He walks over and uh, he's got white shirt on, dirty blue jeans, really roughed up work boots. He has an amazing way of being able to walk with a belt that holds a hammer that is not completely, that belt's not totally cinched, but that hammer is just by the sheer force of God above is not moving. And he walks over and you see him nod to the both of you and he Bloomfield says, Maxie, these are uh, folks from date department. He points to you, Elliot, and uh, the FBI. They got some questions about some some weird things they, they think might be going on here um something about some kids it's it's pretty tough stuff i want you to show them uh maybe the 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 ground floor show them around a little bit and uh you know uh, answer whatever questions you can i am gonna call um uh, my uh, alarm company and see if i can get them to pull the records about when the alarms have gone off max gives you max gives you an enormous bright white smile come on in good to meet you Good to meet you, Maxie. Thank you so much for taking some time out your day. Sure, sure. Um, we're going to have um, some uh, heroes probably for lunch if you get hungry. Oh, uh, you know what? The simplest thing I could do. Um, let me let me take care of that. Heroes on me, Bloomfield, for this this interruption on your day. So Maxie will uh, just casually walk back out the trailer door and head towards the construction spot. I'm going to flash back over to Weber and Hawking now and uh, give them an opportunity to continue with some of their investigatory pursuits. 
Now, Hawking, so the number means that that's how many bombs could be around that spot, and you can flag them so that you don't click on them. What's the colors mean? Because there's different colors. Sometimes the numbers have colors. Yeah, no, the numbers, it's consistently one color. So the threes are all, it's, it's in case you, it's just another way to associate it. Yeah. You know, I like the one where the cards all jump out when you finish. So uh, what are the two of you attempting to accomplish next? So, well, we wanted to look into this Trent Mall fella. Okay. To see if there's anything weird in his background. That's the one thing that sticks out. We could look into him, look into his family, drive past his house, see where he's living, maybe peek in some windows just to get an idea of like, why is this guy working construction if we think he's like an uppity, uppity rich guy? You dig into him a little bit, Brett, and you feed Weber some, a little bit of, a little bit of additional information that you manage to gather between rounds of Minesweeper and checking on, you know, when the next Nirvana album will come out. One of the things that you gather fairly quickly is some information from his, some, from his school. It looks like he went to school in Long Island. And you also see that he has a registered 1988 Ford Mustang. He has two roommates. Uh, you can see here on the apartment lease. Well, I don't know. What do you think? I just think he's, I just think he's some, I don't know. He's probably just some trust fund kid or something. I don't think he's really that interesting. Yeah, but why some trust fund kid working at this construction site? When I was on board ship, we had this kid, right? Drake something. And he was a trust fund kid. And his parents said, that's fine. You're going to get like 10, 20 million dollars, but you've got to finish four years first. You got to do one enlistment and then you're eligible for it. And that sometimes parents just put that shit on their kids. You know, maybe he's just one of those. Mommy and daddy are saying, hey, you can have your trust fund, but you got to put in some time hanging drywall and uh, framing some buildings out first. Yeah, no, you'd be surprised that that's the kind of stuff, you know, I, you know, if, look, if I had 20 million to pass to my baby, like maybe that'd be something that I would end up doing, you know, but I don't, you know, I have that much minus a bunch of zeros and yeah, and I'm just going to go ahead and, hey, you don't mind if I dip in here, right? I'm, I, it's your room. Okay, you're just going to get that smell of like tobacco and mint like menthol as like I just open up a can of skull. It uh, it does look like uh, Devin's high school grades maybe weren't stellar. It also looks like he came over from the UK at the age of 12. Yeah, so parents moved over. He went to trade school in Westchester. Wait, is that the Westchester over here or the Westchester? The West, it would have to be the Westchester over here. Correct. Because he came over when he was 12. Correct. Okay, that makes logical sense. This is some classic Brett Hawking logic, and yeah, I don't, I don't see what's so interesting about this dude. But if you want to swing by and check him out, we can like accost him at the local supermarket and you know ask him about the names of his cats if you really feel up to it. You know, though, I mean, Brett, we could always just swing down to the construction site and uh, hang out, maybe case it a little bit, watch, see what's going on, and uh, just, just kind of see, see what's going, coming and going. I mean, we're gonna see him there. 
we'll see all these other folks, see if anyone stands out. Yeah, that's good. Let's let's do it. Yeah. Hey, do you want um do you want a Dr. Pepper or something? I need a can. Oh, yeah, I love Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get in the car and go. You two should get in the car, yep, and uh, head down to the construction site. I think it would be only be right and proper that around about that time you would arrive basically as Agent Winters and Agent Mordor being walked down to the site by Maxie. Hockey, is that Winters and Hart there? Yeah, yeah, that is the other two chuckle fucks. Huh, that beat us to the case. Yeah, well, let's get out and let's go, uh, let's go jog down to them and go shoot the shit. No, but, but Hogging, we don't we don't really know what game they're playing there. We don't know what they've told them. I, I don't want to blow it for them. All right. Well, then I'm going to ease myself back into the seat in the car and close the door and go, well, maybe they'll flush out a bird, you know? They're like uh, like hunting dogs. Yeah, like two little beagles we sent in there. Yeah, like they'll go, maybe they'll go hunt. They'll go in the site and go look around and then some construction dude, maybe it's our little, maybe it's our boy Devin. Maybe he'll get all, he'll get all suspicious and then he'll start crossing the street right in front of our car while looking both left and right. And that'll be our chance. We can be like, hey, aren't you that trust fund kid? That we've heard so much about. So I think we're going to case the joint. Fantastic. It is a uh, four floor. Renovation being done to a federal-style mansion, which is the garrison mansion of all of the previous legwork. There is a fence around the construction space. Inside the construction space, there's obviously space for tools and wood and a construction trailer and all of the general trappings therein. There are also people milling about and moving. And then also there are the sounds, the general sounds of a construction site. That's perfect. If you don't roll down the window in this car, uh, me and the rest of that Dr. Pepper can is going to make the rest of this car smell like the what happens after. You have to roll them down. They're not electric. Just grab the handle and turn it. Do it yourself. So uh, Winter's Heart, you uh, get walked in by Maxi to the ground floor where you are immediately met by the physical presence of another person there who is doing some taping and drywall. Maxie sort of nods in this woman's direction and says, hey, uh, Peg, we're taking orders for lunch. What do you want? And you see her turn, sort of turn her head a little bit. You're doing what? And he says, Maxie says, lunch, Peg, what do you want for lunch? And she's like, I, I don't know. Uh, ham and, and, and Capricola is fine. And you see Maxie sort of like screw up his features. Are you sure? And she's like, I'm not even going to, I'm probably only going to eat half of it. Don't, don't waste your money on me. She goes back to taping. Maxie smiles at you winters and says, um, Peg likes to keep working pretty much all day. She barely stops. We just, uh, we're lucky to have some work so hard. Well, now, is this a union job or is this hourly? Peggy hourly? This is hourly. Hmm. All right. All right. Hey, I appreciate you, uh, showing us around. I know it's not what you were looking for. We uh, are interested in the basement area. We're interested to see want to check out some uh, old features of the building. There were some plans, some reports from a previous renovation about tunnels, about cement filled areas, anything like that. Does that ring any bells for you by chance? 
I mean, all that stuff's been put under the foundation. I mean, we poured that foundation like a year ago. And there ain't no access. Is there a new basement, new subfloor, anything? No. For a couple of reasons, right? He walks you towards like the center of the building. Can you see it? He looks down at the floor. Uh, what you see is regular flooring that's been finished. There's some, there's coverings put on it. You can make a. I think I think alertness is reasonable. And my uh, my my mind is is thinking about subs and Doctor Slice, which is my favorite clone. And I got a ninety-seven over fifty. Uh, well, I don't know, Doctor Hart. Do you see it, Doctor? Uh, Agent Hart, do you? I'm so distracted by the thought of New York heroes. I don't know. Does a zero zero nine glean me any information? Hmm. Yes. So the floor here is very, very well done. Very. But there is a perceptible, although very difficult, a perceptible dip in a portion of the floor here. Only the truly anal retentive would be able to notice it. And there's a there's a dip right here in the middle. He nods real slow. See, this site has had all sorts of challenges for us. He scratches his head. Some of these nights have been real tough for us. We come come back to work the next day stuff doesn't look right stuff's been changed when they were pouring the floor like a year to, to reinforce a lot of the old foundation they filled in a lot of the gaps we were given a as clear of a slab to work with as you can in an old house um, but they closed up all the basements a long time ago the problem is is that there are pocket air pockets and while that foundation this new flooring here was curing getting set somebody came in here and walked on this floor and it wasn't dry and it wasn't so wet that it would pick up their footprints but it did cause we think a little bit of settling they're going to come back in and try to true it up with extra carpet padding or something like that they, they got they have something in mind for it but to answer your question the basements not anymore plus the place doesn't have the best reputation oh what have you heard he screws up his features. Are you local? No, I'm not local. I'm not local. A bunch of crazy shit went on here a long time ago. The Garretson Mansion has a bad rap from some of the people who live around here. It's been abandoned. It's been re-renovated. It's been taken over again. And now we're behind schedule. And so everybody's working as hard as they can to get things done. If anything, just to help Mr. Bloomfield. So, like, this air pocket, right, the one that you're showing us right now, did that happen overnight? Like, after the construction site was already closed? Yeah, we came back to it in the morning. That's just like it is with all the stuff that happens here. I'll, I'll set something out. I'll work on it for a little while. I'll come back the next day. Something's not right. I mean, I've had my tools messed with. I've had just stuff you would not believe happen. And I take, I take pride in my work. I work real hard to do a good job. And I came back one morning and somebody had messed with my power tools. They, they cut electrical wires. I mean, we think it's neighborhood kids jumping the fence and screwing with stuff. We've had tools stolen, other strange stuff. And when, like how long ago was the last thing that happened? 
Stuff usually happens every couple of weeks. Something here, something there. And is it just one thing or is it like several small things that are happening kind of across the site as a whole? I thought Bluefield said you were here about kids. We are, but this might also help us kind of touch base with the local police that Bloomfield said that haven't been as present at all. So if we have more information to give them, there's some tit for tat so that that way your concerns are also addressed while we ask you some questions that are going to be hard. Listen, I, I don't have a punch list of all the crazy shit that's happened at that site. I don't have time for that. I can just tell you that every week, every couple of weeks, maybe something happens. Okay, let's take this for instance. A couple of weeks ago, I had all an entirely new set of Sawzall blades, right? Real nice one, carbide ones. Once you got to spend real money to do real fucking work with. Excuse my French. I came in one day and someone had shattered them all. Do you have any idea how hard that is? Like, it takes purpose to do that. These blades don't just break. Would they bend? Yeah, sure. But break? Come on, who does that? It doesn't make any sense. And I wouldn't be the only person around here working this job site to tell you that. All these people can tell you about weird shit that happens. Now, Max, do you think this is to slow y'all down? Like, every site has some tools sometimes stolen or whatever. Kids might come. This isn't kids. Are they... Do you have any protesters? Was there like some environmental thing, any of that kind of business going on in this site? I haven't seen anybody protest this. If anything, all the people around here want us to finish it. It's a huge benefit to the area. People are going to be able to come in and finally lease their own spaces here. This is going to be a nice property. Like, look at the finishes here, the crown molding, all the extra woodwork that's going on. This isn't some crackerjack box we're building here. It's a real nice place to live. It's going to bring... You know, Mr. Bloomfeld, a good amount of money and the people he, were, you know, has to answer to. So I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. And you ain't Bloomfield or no one's brought in any overnight security or any. No one's actually set up to try and catch anyone overnight. No, they didn't bring anybody in. But he leans in. I'll tell you what. A couple days a week when it first started happening. I sat right here in this room with a ball bat and I waited and I waited and I waited. And man, I waited until midnight, one o'clock. I was getting worried about getting back up to work the next day. Just was making sure I had all the, you know, the sleep I needed, but I didn't, I didn't fucking see anybody come in here. Maybe they just knew I was here. I I don't know, but I can't be staking the place out every night. I got to know that things are going to be well. And sometimes they're just fine. And then a week or two will pass and something else will happen. No, I'm going to try and help. Well, try and get you some help to get to the bottom of this. Because this seems a little bit excessive. And and I see what you're, you're making here. You're making something special here. And, and, and the locals and the precinct should be supporting that. Um, so there ain't no access... No way, no how into any of the subfloors of this of this place that you know of anymore. It's all been plugged up, covered up. We're sitting on, we're standing on, standing on the floor of whatever was beneath and nothing can get down there as far as you know. Yeah, I mean, all the doors of, that on the ground floor here that would have gone down to the sublevel have been removed and everything's been poured in. You're not getting down there. All right, well, do you want to 
take us to the pipes on the south side. Heard there was some trouble going on over there. Oh, yeah, sure. We'll have to duck out this way and then go around because everything else has been closed up. Yeah, no problem. He heads you back out the way you came in and you guys take a left out through the site. When you do, clearly, there is another car that is outside this construction area, which I'm imagining one of you would recognize. Oh, look at that, Agent Hart. Looks like we got some babysitters. Well, I guess they can babysit if they want to. We're over here working hard. I raise my can of Dr. Pepper at them and in their direction to cheer. Okay, so are you two staying in the car then? If we've made eye contact, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know. Dr. Aaron Weber does not know that they don't have a ruse going that we would absolutely fucking destroy. Okay, I'll get out of the car. Walk across the street to Winters and Hart. Oh, Max, this is the entire crew. This is, this is entire, this is everyone. Now you've met everyone in the entire extended family of the investigative unit that has taken a look into this issue. I didn't realize they were coming, but uh, hey, um, this is this is Maxwell. He's super helpful in, in showing us around the site. Didn't expect to see y'all here. Welcome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, just uh, doing our end of the investigation. Figured we'd we'd pop on down, maybe tag on to the end of your uh, part of the investigation. Yeah, they say all load all roads lead to Rome, and so we thought we'd come check out the Colosseum. Yeah, well, uh, I guess we're going to go look at some pipes. Yeah. And I'll, I'll follow him right behind. There's not a lot that I want to say to our current babysitters that we didn't know were coming. Okay, then. Well, on this um, awkward moment, I think that we'll call this episode to a close. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Old Ways Podcast. As we continue our adventures in Ocel, and I'm certain that um, the construction site itself will be fun for everyone soon enough. Thank you, and good night.